You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi, good morning. Um, I'm Hope Clark. I'm a member of the appointed class. Uh, a member of the crazy awesome swim team. And lastly, a member of Homestead. Shout out to Hannah Springer 107, has been great living with you. Um, Well, I've loved being here at Asbury, and what a privilege it is to get to speak with y'all today. I never would have imagined I'd get to be up here speaking, and I just think y'all are awesome, and my time here at Asbury has been so special. I want to start by asking y'all a question. Have you ever felt numb in your faith? I know I have. Personally, I have every reason to be on fire for the Lord daily. I mean, if you were to look at my life, everything Christian seems to be in order. I went to a Christian elementary, middle, and high school, and now we all attend Asbury Christian University. Um, I've been poured into, I've been prayed over, I've been encouraged by many throughout the years. But that's not even where it started. As I said, my name is Hope. And surprisingly, my parents didn't pick that name because it'd be simply easy to spell once I got to kindergarten or fun initials to make a monogram. It goes deeper than that. So when mom was pregnant with me, there was a tumor inside her stomach with me. And not just any tumor, a cancerous one. So my mom was given three possibilities. One, if she has me, she could pass. Two, if she had me, she could live, but the cancer would linger. Or three, I'd be born with several birth defects. There was simply no possible way for me to be born. But my mom would ask with anticipation, is there any possible way? And the doctor would say, no way, 0% chance. So he made one clear suggestion, have an abortion. Now, that wasn't an option for my family, so they decided to take a little trip to Florida to relax and pray. And as they prepared to leave, the doctor gave my mom this note telling the hospital in Florida that she would miscarry, and this is why, and this is what to do. The doctor also said, when you get back from your trip, if that doesn't happen, you'll have an amnio and see how deformed the baby is, and then, in fact, you will terminate the pregnancy. At first, my mom was super distraught. She was confused. She was heartbroken. She thought... I'm going to die and leave my three children behind. And she began to wonder, what would a life look like for my dad and siblings without her? But the Lord revealed a specific prayer. She would prayed she'd get back, she'd have this amnio, and the nurse would say, why are you in here? You're too young to be in here and having this procedure, the one showing how deformed I was. And the doctor would come in and say, I can't explain it. But my mom would say, I can When God gave her that prayer, she felt immense peace, and she was confident he had it. So long story short, they went back, they had the appointment, the nurse came in and said, why are you in here? There's nothing in here but the baby. And the doctor followed and said, I don't have any explanation. My mom said, I do. It was clear that this was a divine miracle that took place as there was no sign of the tumor. Like, what? That's crazy. (laughs) 
Therefore, I have every reason to believe in Jesus' power and walk in every day. However, these things don't guarantee a lasting and renewing desire to pursue the Lord. So I ask you again, who has felt numb in their faith? Again, I have. This point has led me to something I've struggled with often. A complacent and numb heart towards Jesus. Checking the boxes becomes a norm. My prayers are hollow, and Bible studies are just another thing. As a musician, athlete, friend, coworker, student, we all have roles to fulfill and expectations to meet, and those take time, right? For me, it is so easy to put my time with Jesus last, especially last semester. I was in my social work practicum, which meant I was gone three days a week for several hours, early morning swim practice, friendships to cultivate. To be honest, my time in the Word was the last thing on my mind. And if there was someone to make excuses, that would be me. It seems like we can always find something to fill our times because we need to do it. Thinking of this draws me to Matthew 8, 18 to 22. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus responded, um, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple came to him and said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their dead. So we're going to focus on those last few verses. And in this passage, the disciple wasn't, wasn't necessarily asking for permission to go to his father's funeral. His father wasn't yet dead, but anticipating it. Rather, he wasn't ready to follow Jesus just yet. There was simply something better. Maybe he could receive his father's inheritance, or maybe he was afraid of what his father would think if he left the family business to go follow Jesus. We all make excuses. Even the disciples did. And there's always something more intriguing, right? Or the next thing we have to get to. Why is it so easy to put it off? A complacent heart leads us to a lack of priorities and provides a long list of excuses to flow throughout our mind, such as, I'm good today, no need to be immersed in the word, or I'll do it later, I'm tired. And don't get me wrong, we have things to do and those things are important. But it's about recognizing the need rather than the have to. So how do we move from this posture of complacency to seeking a spiritual renewal? Here I am with you, Asbury, the beginning of a new fresh semester, and I'm finding my way through it just like you guys. And I really, really want to move from this position of complacency to seeking a passionate pursuit. So what is it going to take? What are you willing to do? It'll take practice, and it'll look different for each of you. And just like I said earlier, you have decisions to make. As an athlete, as a friend, an artist, a student, to practice. Uh, what, will you eat the cookie <laughs> or not? Side note, I really think you should eat the cookie. I mean, after I ate 12 cookies after a long swim meet, I came up with my own rule of thumb. Um, how many ever bites it takes for you to eat it, that's how many calories it is. So eat the cookie. <laughs> eat the cookie, it's only one calorie. <laughs> but really, will, will I show up to class? Will I show up to chapel or not? And I'm just not talking about the show up that's just your body. 
but the type of showing up that's your body, heart, mind, and soul. It's all of you. For those of you who need a reminder, he wants you. He wants your struggles. He wants your joy. He wants whatever you got. What is it that you practice? What is it that you are making a decision to do or to not to do? We all have something. <laughs> what is it for you? What would it look like for us to really practice Psalm 5, 1 to 3? Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sign. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. I don't know about you, but that sounds an awful lot like quiet time, our favorite christian phrase. But the reality of it is, it's not about quiet, it's about time. It's about withness. Withness is a phrase Matt Chandler, a pastor from Texas, proclaims. It's simply about being consumed by God, whatever that looks like, being close to him. He's waiting for you to give him some of your time. I know some of you that's the morning, some of you that's the evening. Either way, it's about real authentic time with him. He's just waiting for you to give him two minutes, two hours. He doesn't have a time limit. Matthew 11:28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's about time. It's about witness with God. Practice being with him. You don't have to be a theologian or proficient Christian. If you don't know what that looks like, ask someone who does. What does your witness look like for you? Does it look like a quiet walk? Does it look like being still? Does it look like letting him be the one you run to? I'm weary of being numb. I'm weary of being numb when he's just waiting for me to be with him. Closeness with God doesn't always leave you feeling the most vibrant. And more often than not, it's not a cloud nine type of feeling, but a feeling of, I did the work. Some of the most vibrant times in your life don't start vibrant. I would just encourage you to fight at this complacency, work at it. We all have something to work at. He's ready and he's waiting. And not the passive kind of waiting, but the waiting that's like, come to me. If I can fight this, you can. Choose. Choose to know it's not easy, but it's worth it. Give him a shot. He wants you, he loves you. You aren't here at Asbury to finish, to finish your work, to finish your athletic career or relationships. You're here to live this journey to the fullest. Don't wait to let him be Lord until tomorrow. Choose him today. He's waiting for you. I wanna end by sharing a video with you. Um, my good friend, Jana Roby, really embodies what it looks like to display this witness in closeness with Jesus, even through the toughness in life. She was diagnosed with cancer in 2014 and still battles with it today. And as you may notice, she can't see out of one eye, she can't hear out of one ear, she can't walk. Yet she continues to meet with him every day. She's encouraged me a lot in my faith and I wanted you to just get the chance to be encouraged as well. You'll see the title of her song is You Are My Joy and that joy is a truth we can cling to when we run to him. 
Thank you.